0: I can't believe you let those elements get the better of us. What lot are you good for anyway? Falling off of buildings, tripping all over yourself when he throws a coin at you. Well, muster up the boys, fellas. This means war. We're going to get that ATM bead whether they like it or not. Uh, boss, you might want to change your pants first. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our second episode of the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I am your host and narrator, Trevor. I go by 5th of Daybreak on the 17th Shard Forums, where you can find me. With me, we have the rest of the Lost Legends, who will introduce themselves. I'm John, go by Clovermite on the 17th Shard Forums, and I play Tony Darkomancy of the New Ellendale Darkomancies.
1: I'm David, I play Lord Falcombe.
2: I'm Kelly, I play
0: Merda, And I am Brian, and I'm called Tajmil. Last time, our Lost Legends went on their first adventure, where they ran into Tradition and Alloy, their new employers in the new, growing underground criminal underworld of New Elendel. They were given a task by Alloy, a mysterious man who wears a strange garment, a mist cloak that's been all sewn together to find a bead of atium to prove their worth. What was most interesting is that he didn't want the atium for himself, but instead only wanted to use it as a test. As they got to know each other and left to go on their first adventure, trying to seek information of where they could find the now rare metal, even more rare than before, they were ambushed by another one of the thieving groups that had been recruited by Alloy. Making short work of them with their allomancy, the group was able to speed off in search of their own sources to try and find Atium for themselves, having rebuffed their efforts of Fent and his crew to intimidate the Lost Legends into giving the Atium over after they had found it. And so now we rejoin our Lost Legends as they go forth to find their informant.
3: Okay, so I start out... Walking and uh, where? What's the
0: plot setting? Uh, you guys have just left the alley, and Fent and his crew have left as quickly as they could, not realizing the magnitude of the threat they were dealing with. Tajmil, you were able to recover a scrap of paper. I was just from getting ready to say that Fent's pocket before you left.
3: I was gonna say my bird starts squawking and is picking at the part where I put the paper in my jacket. And I pull it out and it reads, What?
0: On it, you notice a floor plan and notes about the various guard patrols around the Lord Mistborn's Manor.
3: Nice. This'll come in handy later, I say to myself, cunningly.
2: Do you share that with so the rest Brian, of us? I'm
0: going to go ahead and add that into your secrets known. Okay. You have a floor plan and general guard patrols for Lord Spook's uh, security around his mansion. Sweet.
2: Kelly, what'd you say? Nothing. It's fine. So.
0: You weren't going to try and snoop on it? Because that's totally something that Meredith would do.
2: I don't think I saw it. I was um, writing down stared into fence eyes I,
0: I think you guys would have all noticed that he went up and uh, grabbed something off. Oh room. hell yeah then yeah. I'm
2: going up to him and trying everything to take it and look at it.
3: Oh well I just share it with the group then
0: all right so so Tony would immediately turn to Taj mill and be like so you seem like you know what you're doing. I'm completely new to this whole whatever this is called
3: stealing um, tomfoolery.
0: Sure, I've, I was
3: adventuring
0: is what I was hoping to be doing.
3: Oh yeah, well, I say uh yeah. We used to have to steal for to stay alive in in the street gangs that I joined as a young boy after my parents were killed by the coloss. Oh
2: my, that sounds horrible. Poor.
3: Man. It's a hard knock life.
2: <laughs> I would like to say that
0: Sonichu pecks at you while
2: while they were talking. <laughs> I. I quickly and efficiently copy down everything written on there, on the
3: note. Wait, can you copy and distribute that to everybody in case we get separated?
1: Well, Lord Falcombe, I think would be like, is this relevant to what is this relevant to what we are doing right now? I think we should still go to Merida's informant.
3: Yeah. And no. Absolutely. Pursue but that th-
1: lead first. This is yeah. just extraneous.
3: Merida well, I mean, but the if
1: down the road, if we're, you know.
0: All right, Merida, you can go ahead and add into your uh, secrets known as well. Lord Spook's manor security and floor plan. Uh, Tony would be like, that's fine. You guys can be the brains of the operation. I'm just here to look ridiculously good. I'm good at distractions. Across uh, the road, somebody whistles at uh, Tony. And and he, like, give, gives the wink and, like, the finger guns and like right back at him. <laughs> and, like, completely continues as if he didn't even realize that he'd done that. So, yeah, I, I'm good at making distractions. Uh, I'm a writer. Um, my parents are rich. I just have to convince them to give me the money.
3: You're a rotten um, tomato uh, magnet, too. I mean, can't forget that.
0: Uh, yes, this will have to be
2: wondered. Could you remind me again who your parents were?
0: Um, oh, they were. God. Hey, wait a minute. You're trying to trick me. I might not be quick, but I caught that one.
2: Wow, you you're so good at a it. clearly
0: sneaky one. And then, I guess you're the bronze, Lord Falcone. you pack quite a punch there.
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm adept at physical combat. Real
3: tough guy, big tough
1: boy, toughy buffy. Remind me uh, never
3: to
2: piss you
1: Well-trained. Well-trained as well. I come from a noble house.
2: Which noble house? Oh! So, so we have something About in common. common, then.
0: I don't feel so bad now. Something Tony in common, con- I guess. Continuing along. And okay, but... I follow behind whoever's leading.
2: Well then, crew members, I remember my informant was around this direction. Shall we go off?
1: Of course. Lead the way.
0: You guys head off through the town. Uh, You know that the uh, area that you were in, it's not exactly the richest part of town, but it's not also in the slums either. You know, it's kind of a new area where there's been a lot of new development built. And so people wouldn't have noticed them excavating out this new basement for them to create their hideout in. And so as you leave, you pass through the rich areas of town passing all these noble keeps, House Ladrian, House Eric Keller, that are reaching up towards the sky in all of their grand majesty yet to come. And as you keep walking, the buildings get smaller, more squat, less grand, until finally come to the slums where the former Ska have been living. And Merida, you know your way around this like the back of your hand. So you expertly nav- navigate your way through narrow corridors through shanty towns, tents being pitched until finally you come up to your informant whose name is Snee it's uh his name is Tesney, but he goes by Snee.
2: Hello, Snee. I hear you have some information about Atheum. Would you be willing to make a deal?
0: Yeah, who wants to know? Tony raises his hand hey. You're that guy that got pelted with those vegetables, aren't you? That was really funny. Got any left? Tony turns slowly around and allow, gives him a chance to pick any vegetables off of me once. I I meant to throw at you. He, he kind of nudges Merida. He, he's not very bright, is he? Tony immediately agrees. No, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, I like you anyway. What can I do for you guys? You said adium? Yes, sir. Oh, well, there's not much of that left around.
2: But do you happen to know where any one piece is? I might. What's your price? What do you got?
3: Well, I I step in and I say, well, it might have the floor plans and the guard paths if you're interested in trading.
0: You're going to have to be a little more specific.
2: Lord Spook's mansion.
0: His eyes go absolutely wide. How did you get something like
2: that? Well, information is kind of pricey. You're going to have to pay for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know how it works with you, Merida. He he points at Tony. Can I deal with this guy instead?
2: Tony, don't say anything.
0: Tony does the, like, zip the lip motion and shrugs. All right, all right. I'll give you your information about the adium. If you give me those floor plans and the guard.
2: All right. How do you feel, Tajamal? You want to give
3: it to him? I pull you aside and I ask you, there was some difficulty in the magic discord and I had trouble hearing. Do you still have an exact copy of this piece of paper?
2: Why? I'm it's insulted. You You're insinuating you. I don't.
3: Okay, well then I would say yes. I, I trade it to this fellow and in exchange for the...
0: Whereabouts of the a t m he uh he grabs the paper out of your hand like quick as a whip furiously looks it over hmm I've been inside the Lord spooks manor, and this actually looks legit. I think we can make a deal here he uh disappears for a time inside of his uh little hole a little tent behind him and he comes back out with a paper. I got a couple of options for you. There's some rumors about some houses that might have some adium. And then I also happen to know where Lord Strath might have hid his. Might not pan out, but it might. What do you think?
2: I think we need something else. I already know that information.
0: Oh, but how much do you know, Merida? I know your sources, well, at least some of them. And I think I might have a little bit more than you do.
2: Well, would you mind elaborating on that?
0: Would you mind making a deal first?
2: We already have a deal. You get- the floor plan and the security give us more.
0: Yeah, you tell
2: me. Wait, you hold want. on.
3: I got something else I can bring to the table. This bird here, if you want to give us both of them for the floor plan and this bird, that would be a fair deal, I believe, on for fair market price.
0: He, he looks at the bird and he looks back at you. I ain't never eaten bird before. What's he taste like? Um, He has the most
3: exquisite tender meat. I mean, you can actually sun dry him and he still is so succulent that the the mean on this bird, I tells you. Oh. Oh boy.
0: I don't know. Why don't you just tell me which one of these things you want? And I'll I'll let you I'll let you have um. that one. and We'll call that split. Well, how
2: about we take back the floor plan and leave and find other business?
3: I got an idea. Why he, don't you give us the, the house across
2: the room?
0: Listen. Adium's not anything to sneeze at. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Please,
3: but. please excuse the the lady. Uh, we'll take we'll take where that Adium might be in the houses. I mean, no. if you're still interested. Why are you
2: doing this? He doesn't get free information. We know that already. We need more.
0: I'm gonna. Can I can I interject for a second? Because without saying or communicating to anyone else, Tony wants to start rioting this guy's sense of. uh... I do what the right emotion would be of like pliancy, you know, like gullibility, like I want make him more easygoing, kind of
3: deal Yeah, yeah, I understand. Make him feel more
0: helpful, basically. Uh, more, more. Um,
3: like he's a good boy. I want to yeah, make him okay. like, feel more, more giving.
0: generous. Yeah, more generous. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead and give me a uh, rioting roll. All right. So that's just the five, right? All right, so, oh, I've got no pairs, just a nudge. Okay, and he tied that, so it's not going to work. Well, this
1: is a time to interject. I think Lord Falcombe would just be outside or, like, in a nearby alley, just kind of posted in a guard. Is anything, like, going on?
0: Um, The longer that you stand there, you you start to pick out that there's a couple people that seem to be getting a little agitated and are moving closer and closer towards the tent.
1: Okay. Uh, Let me know if anything else happens.
2: What was his name again? Uh, Snee. All right, listen, Snee, how about this? You get to keep the floor plan and you get one additional information favor from me if you give us more information on the ATM. How's that?
0: Go ahead and give me a resources roll. So, three? Uh, actually, add one for your book. And one for your spy, so give make it five.
2: Okay, I got a pair of twos and a six.
0: Okay, so uh, he uh, thinks it over, and finally he shrugs, and he picks the piece of paper back up, and he says, okay, listen, how Sarah Teller They've got some adium, but it's not located inside of their house. The other house, they've just been spreading rumors, blowing smoke up everybody's nose. That way they could pretend to be all-important, but House Era Keller, they're the real deal. They managed to sneak some adium away before the Katisandra happened. As for Lord Straff's adium, I heard that it was in a safe inside of House Venture that nobody was able to crack. And that safe was stolen by a thieving crew and taken in to one of those, uh, those little metal coffins that we all got shuffled around in by the old bald guy before, uh, he, after he went and became a god and all. I, I think it might still be there, but there's something about this safe that nobody's been able to get it open or anything. So, uh, there you go. That's what I got for you.
2: All right. Thank you. Pleasure doing business with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, get out of here, Merida. You're stealing all my customers.
2: See you around. And I walk out. Yeah.
3: Okay, you said that he had a tent. Is it possible for me to kife something from this gentleman? Is it possible? Yes.
2: Is it extremely hard? Also, yes. It is? He's an informant. He knows information and monitoring.
3: Okay, so, but I'm saying there's nothing on the premise that I could steal?
2: Um, there,
0: there's a couple of things that you might be interested in, but whether or not you can get them without him noticing is, uh,
3: yeah. depends on
0: how high you can roll. We don't get to add
3: any skill points to our, cause remember how you said I have to oh, level my bird up? that reminds
0: me. Everybody gets, uh, two advancements for, uh, one for getting through and doing the role play for the crew. Um, another one for beating the snot out of Fent. Um, advancements are at the very bottom of your sheets. Advancements. And then, um, we I wanted to give, uh, David an advancement for just so handedly, like, intimidating him right off the start. And then, John, you get an advancement because I like Fluffle so yeah. Awesome.
3: So then what do those advancements, can I train my bird to, like, specifically, like, you know, say um, a couple it- simple words or... Something,
0: yeah. Advancements are going to be you can spend them one, uh, you can spend them to get an advancement once every long breather. And then in the roll 20, I've got the advancements chart listed out to uh train Sanachu to do something. I'm going to say that's going to be considered gaining a new trait, so that's going to cost four advancements.
3: Okay, so I don't
0: have enough yet. All right, to, to that note, that wouldn't be considered a long breather, right? Cause- we basically just picked up where we left off. No, you, you haven't had even a short break. Uh On that note, a quick metagaming question as well. Um, do I need to refill my zinc from the riding that I've been doing already? So I have three vials. I would have already drank one at the beginning. So that And they should... have three charges apiece, correct? Yes. Um, we're going to say that you used one of those charges for... The rioting for fluffles inside of the meeting house, and then a second charge for the battle. So you've got one charge left in one of your three vials. But, no, wait, With the, ba- the battle didn't take 20 minutes. I guess that's true. But then
1: we traveled after the battle.
0: But I wouldn't have been rioting the whole time. Yeah. I mean, if it becomes an issue, then we'll... uh but you have more medals than anybody, so I don't think it'll. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I addressed that early rather than running into so, a situation. Well, how about one and a half charges? Okay, that sounds good to me. So, uh, 30 minutes left? Yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Can, um, can I say that I, um, I stopped burning tin after the battle?
0: Sure, but tin is the slowest burning metal. So, you know, the, the battle lasted, what, five minutes, and you can burn one charge of tin for an hour, I think?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: So you've got three hours worth of tin just in one vial. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can probably just leave your tin on all the time if you want.
2: Okay.
0: Speaking of which, are the mists out? Not tonight. That's right. I forgot it's a weather thing now. Yeah, it's uh, every once in a while the mists will come out but uh, it's not every night.
2: Alright, did you still want to steal?
0: Yeah. Uh, to that point, I'm going to metagame a little bit and remind you that I had earlier said that I, my character specializes in distractions.
3: Okay, yeah. Do you want to maybe set up a distraction and try and get something else from
0: this guy? Um, so, so you would have to tell my character that, because Tony is too stupid to think of things like this on his own.
1: Okay. Um, you gotta and see I is meth, so you don't know that he can, he, that's what he does either, you know.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I already told them earlier on our walk over that I specialize in
3: oh, spectacle
0: yeah. and distractions.
3: Okay. Well, then I am going to, like, sort of use nonverbal gestures towards that, including some hand motions uh, while the uh, mark is not looking. To give hints and clues indicative to uh, Tony to maybe set off some sort of a distractionary piece.
0: All right, give me a physique roll plus one.
3: Me? Yep.
0: Uh, Actually, I was going to suggest, why don't we do a wits roll on my character? Because, like, whether or not I could interpret it. Okay, yeah, you can do that as well. But I definitely do need a physique roll from Tosh. Oh, you mean of the other guy does Yeah.
3: Okay. I got oh. two. I got a four, a two, and two sixes.
2: By the way, Miranda is outside with Lord Falcone.
0: Hey, uh, what's with all that twitching?
3: Oh, that—that's just my bird underneath of my jacket. He's been acting up again.
0: Tony immediately says, if you want, I can put him in my hat with fluffles, and he takes off his hat. Distraction ensues, or? Listen, listen, I need you guys to get out of my hair right now. Uh, You're you're acting really suspicious, and I don't like this at all.
3: All right, I'm just gonna walk away slyly with my head hung low.
0: Yeah, And I'm, uh, just so you guys know, I rolled a pair of fives with a nudge. Gotcha. Well, and I was gonna say, I rolled a six and a three. So Tony did not understand the signals at all and was immediately going to say the same thing to the other guy. Like, what, what is that supposed to mean? But since, since you already explained, he was like, oh, took him completely seriously. You can put your bird in my hat. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So do you guys – oh, so Taj walked out. Do the rest of you
2: guys follow? I was already outside. Yep.
0: Yeah, we're just standing out there being responsible. And uh, Falcom was already outside. As soon as everybody leaves, Falcom, you notice that those guys that were inching closer immediately start looking as nonchalant as possible and go back to what they were doing.
1: Okay, cool. cool. I'll just keep an eye on them as we leave the area. And I would gesture towards Merida and say, lead on.
0: Tony is still, like, putting his hat out to, to Tajmil. It's actually quite comfortable in my hat. <laughs> what it really the bird is, is? It's made out of premium felt.
3: Keep the bird in your hat for a minute. I'll explain later.
0: Ah! Cool. So Tony stuffs him inside the second hat ah! 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 and puts him in there with fluffles. <laughs> I don't care I don't care if you heard him, honestly. <laughs> you notice a distinct glare from Sonichu somehow. <laughs> like you, you you know him well enough that he you know he's not happy. <laughs>
3: Oh, that story of my life since I got that bird, I've had problems.
0: You can hurt him, you can eat him, do what you want with my pet bird. <laughs> pretty
3: yeah, pretty much. He's more of a curse anymore.
0: <laughs>
3: Keeps pecking at me and getting me in trouble with the uh, informants and
0: Meanwhile Tony is just like great smile on his face, he puts the hat back on, he's like, Man, they're gonna be best friends by the time this is over. <laughs>
2: So, alright team, I got some if- well, as you both heard, but not Lord Falcone, we have options of, um, Eric Keller and the safe from House Adventure somewhere. Which would you guys like to go?
3: Um, let's go to the safe, uh, from House Adventure.
2: Really?
1: I think that the fact that it's locked in an unopenable safe might ruin- Rule it out for us. Yeah. Oh, why was it an option?
2: Just because. I didn't want to decide. Where I'm, sure,
1: I'm sure there's a way we could do it, but I feel like this Eric Keller option would be more convenient.
0: Yeah, let's go to Helen Keller. <laughs> <laughs> you hear you squawk from inside the hat.
3: I smile gleefully, thinking of all the times that bird has pecked me in the eyes when I wake up.
0: <laughs> Tony, you feel a couple pecks at your head. <laughs>
3: Ow. Now you know why I wanted you to hold him, I say.
2: All right, so, do we all agree to go to the house, Eric Keller?
0: Sure. I think that's the way to go. Tony is going along with whatever everyone else decides. Are you guys gonna, like, try and just head straight there and, like, barge in and... No. Go at it, or no? We'll be uh. Well, this is now. This isn't the fellow
3: that we have the uh, floor plan for, no. right? No. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. I'd approach cautiously and assess the situation.
2: Yeah, I, I want to go to the outside.
0: Um. Do you guys maybe want to? Try and find a way to uh, find some lodgings for yourself and set up a base of operations. Yeah, let's do
3: that. Because we just got into that fight. Then we got into almost another fight with the informant. So, yeah, let's let's set up and, and, and uh, figure out where to lay down and figure out this bird issue and put some salve on the peck marks on t- Tony's skull.
0: So, Tony would immediately suggest that we, we stay at, at his place.
2: Well, then, good sir. Lead the way. Everybody
0: else okay with that? Uh, Lord Falcoma, just follow, not follow. So do you want me to do, like, a resources rule? If you're going to just stay at the house that your uh, family has, then um, I wouldn't say that you would need to, but if you're going to try and, like, hire out a hideout for yourself, then you would need to. Oh, yeah, Tony, Tony is basically just like, oh, we'll just go to one of the, like, Places that my parents let them stay at, kind of a deal. Yeah, I wouldn't need a resources roll, but it's going to be a less secure location. Okay, yeah. no I'm, I'm just I'm not thinking of like the main place where they live. Just like they have places around the city, and like, uh, they they probably would just have their main like the the house that they're like the manor that they're building for right now. So if you wanted to like rent out a place, then yeah, do a do a resources roll. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, because I. Not so much that I'm renting it out, but that, like, they have, there's an extra place that, like, I cried to mommy and daddy that I need my own spot. Okay, yeah, go ahead and uh, give me a resource roll for that. That's eight, right? Just double-checking. Yep. I got four fours. Okay, yeah, I'd set the difficulty at one, so you have a place of your own. Oh. Do I need to subtract one from my resources for that? So if we're stopping by home, then I'm totally, Totally gonna get changed into a fresh tuxedo and offer everyone like some lavish food from the servants.
2: Oh, I definitely like go interrogate I don't know if the I'd servants.
1: Would wouldn't really accept much, I don't think. Like extravagance, he would just be looking to settle down to make the plan. I think he would grow visibly upset when like distractions were put in front of them.
3: Okay, I'm going to say this right now. I take my bird, and do you guys know what frog jaw is? Nope. No. It's it's the duck liver. Now, uh, you guys are going to have to YouTube how these duck livers are made, but basically they literally put a funnel in the bird's mouth, and they force-feed the bird. That's what I'm going to do with the snacks that you give me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer. We here at Lost Legends of Scadrill do not condone animal or misbraith abuse. Oh, right. I almost forgot about Fluffles. I take Fluffles out and I put him in his special bed and I get him some aged meat for him to appreciate and enjoy. And he's just there like in the corner of the room nibbling on it. I thought that the whole uh, vegetarian thing that you said earlier was just uh, that way to explain how small he is. is he's just malnourished. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, no, I was just going with—he's uh, too stupid to realize the contradiction of saying he's a vegetarian while still eating. Uh, okay, aged meat on occasion. I mean, he eats a little chicken, but well, mostly he's rabbit a vegetarian because he wants to make sure that Fluffles doesn't get—he's already got the claws in the human hand—and he wants to make sure it's a missed rabbit. <laughs> so he mainly feeds it rabbits. Okay.
2: Merida go get, goes get chummy with the servants and starts buttering them up for information.
0: Oh, and I forgot. Anytime that Tony takes out Fluffles, he's immediately soothing, like, out of habit and, and not even thinking about it. Or rioting. So he's sending out waves of affection to everyone around him. Okay, uh, give me a roll, but real quick. Is Does Tony have servants or would Mother not give you servants? Mm. I think Tony would have servants. Okay, so go ahead and give me a roll for your writing. I got a four with a nudge. <laughs> uh, okay, everybody just stops what they're doing and comes over to watch- well, gets an urge to come over and watch Fluffles eat. How do you guys react? Do you want to resist this, or do you want to just go with the flow?
3: I just go with the flow. I
0: resist. Alright, give me a uh, charm roll, Kelly.
2: Is it just three, or do I add something? Uh, just be three.
0: Wouldn't it be spirit instead of charm? No, I'm pretty sure it says it's a charm charm.
2: I got a pair of threes.
0: I'm gonna point out the uh, obvious potential loophole here too. So I was when I was reading the rules on writing, it says that he can't actually instill any emotions that aren't there; they have to already be existing. Oh, okay.
2: Well, so it de-
0: oh, depends yeah, on if anyone's feeling now. any affection right now.
1: I, I don't think Lord Falcombe would be feeling any sort of affection towards the thing.
2: Merida definitely. Well, no,
0: no, no, not towards it in, at
1: all. Oh, I at all no. I don't think he's he's affectionate person, and especially not when confronted with the horror that is a missed rabbit bunny.
2: I'm gonna say any time fluffles come out, Merida Merida definitely feels affection because. He has a treasure
0: trove of information. Yeah, I think you've got an easy out, Brian, because clearly you have no affection for Sonic <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. Well, yeah, look at the side of my well, face. Uh, I had I'm the little thing the top, come up. And it does look like I wasn't running this well earlier, but it still says that if you have, like, a, a virtually, non, like, virtually non-existent, like, fondness for a bitter enemy or something like that, it just it increases the difficulty. Because I don't want to just necessarily say that, like, we can just automatically say that you can't riot. But I, I like the idea that it just increases the difficulty. So I, I think that any time that you're trying to uh, riot affection for Fluffles, it'll be a difficulty five. So uh, let's scratch what I said earlier, and uh, nobody feels affection for this horror. Except me. Except Merida. Okay. Uh, apologies to the audience. I am still trying to get used to the system. We're all very new to the uh, this system in general, even though most of us are veteran role players. Okay, so the uh, animals have been fed. Some of them more uh, BDSM than others. <laughs> uh, wait, so is Kelly affected or not? Because her resist. Kelly, you kind of like fluffles already, don't yeah. you? So uh, her difficulty would go down. All right. Cool. I'm gonna. Stop focusing on Fluffles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think Lord Falcone would be seated at the nearest table just drumming his fingers, like, incessantly until everyone else sat down and started our significant planning.
2: I, I still wanted to interrogate the staff.
0: Okay, so let's kind of uh, go a little bit more into the beats of the game. I didn't really get into that last episode, so... Um, We're going to say that you guys have one beat, so you're going to get to do one action for the rest of the night before you have to go towards tomorrow. So this beat's going to be two or three hours. What is the one action that everybody wants to take um, outside of, like, the role-playing fun that we've been having?
2: Interrogate staff.
0: Okay.
3: Can I go outside and rob some random person walking down the street?
0: Sure. uh, What is it that you're trying to steal from them?
3: Anything, because my character is, like, based on kleptomania, and it's like, it's not really necessarily doing it for a functional purpose, it's more of a, like, habitual purpose type of, you know, like, not need to steal, but steal to need.
0: I don't understand that, but sure, give me a physique roll plus two.
3: Physique roll plus two. Uh is there any preface to this like are you going to give me like the the person and the scenario and all that or Uh
0: I'll go ahead and let you describe that if you want to.
3: Okay, let's uh so we are at uh Tony's house and uh is it nighttime by now I'm taking it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and okay. it was kind of already like sunset, like a little bit later.
3: Dusk or whatnot.
0: When but- uh, you went to meet up with Alloy.
3: Okay, so yeah, like um I just start walking down the street and uh I see uh, uh, an individual guy who is walking away from me on the side of the road, and I try to approach him and s- steal anything. It doesn't. It could be freaking pocket lint. You know, it's like it's just uh. So I I, I roll a, a what is this a five and then six? Oh, there. three so, uh, is five. my okay. All right, and I'm rolling.
0: All right, I got two fives, two twos, and a four. Okay, so you definitely beat the random passerby's roll. So uh, you f- you steal something from him, and you feel really good about yourself, and you're going to add one die to your next roll.
3: Awesome. That's awesome. Okay.
2: So I realized I um, misunderstood what you were saying, and I'd like to change my beat action. Sure. I'd like to um go to the Eric Air- Keller um, mansion and kind of scout out the um the surrounding the house to look for any ATM like um hit hiding places
0: um he did say that they don't have it in their actual mansion
2: yeah I know that's why I'm saying the surrounding area to see if there's anything outside the mansion
0: like you kind of got from what he was saying that there's like a, a secondary facility like maybe one of their warehouses or something that they'd be keeping it at instead of on like their main grounds where they'd house visitors and host balls oh
2: okay. Well, then I wanna, um, reference my notebook and see if I can get any dirt on Eric Heller to blackmail them.
0: Okay, so are you going, so you're going like outside to somebody else to try and get information that way?
2: Uh, no, I'm going off what I know.
0: Okay, let's make that a, a wits roll, I think then. So
2: I have five with the prop bonus? Yep. Okay. I got two fives and two ones.
0: Well, that, Beats the, difficult, the obscenely high difficulty I set. So we're going to go ahead and add a secret embarrassing information on House Eric Keller. And I'll go ahead and go over those rules with you at a later date on how to use those in a social combat situation. So Tony is basically going to lounge around waiting for someone to give him orders. Does anybody want to do that?
1: It depends on how much, like, communication is going on before everybody takes these actions. Like, is everybody like, hey, I'm about to go do this piece? Or is it just, like, you slink off? I just was... Yeah, I slinked off for mine.
0: Yeah, and I think Merida's just, like, looking through her book over the course of a couple hours and transcribing notes and piecing together clues. Yep. So, like, she's sitting there at the table.
1: I think Lord Falco would, like, try and communicate to everybody, and kind of get them on the same page as to uh, how they were going to attack it. So if Merida's action had already gone through and she had that information, we could talk about how we would
0: leverage that. Do you want to maybe, like, start a reputation smearing campaign?
2: I want to send him a note that hints at the embarrassing secret and saying, like, we'll spread it everywhere if he doesn't give us Location
0: of the ATM? Uh, that's something that'll probably have to wait for uh, for you for at least until tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, Lord Falcombe, if you wanted to try and, like, use your influence to, uh, like, say, okay, I'm going to take this information, give it to people I know to start, like, greasing some wheels, or maybe you want to bribe somebody to get more information, or whatever it is that you want to do.
1: Uh, I think for my beat, I would probably grab Darkomancy over there and just kind of drag him to a like well-to-do bar or establishment, you know, nearby and convince him that we need to rile all these people up and kind of just start talking smack about Eric Heller, just to kind of put the heat, the extra heat on it.
0: Make that influence roll.
1: Okay, well, um,
0: and I'll give you.
1: I don't know if John's cool with like us combining ours like this, but he said he was just waiting for orders, yep. so I think.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it's fun. I Do think Falco would fluffles? just
1: get fu- no. Like, I I think he would like specifically say no. We're doing serious work today, and then you know he would say you can take the top hat.
0: Uh, he's are you sure? I, I could pull I could pull fluffles out of my hat. It's loves a, the rabbit and the
1: trick. It's a firm no. no. A firm no. no.
0: <laughs> so how about what we do is both of you guys roll separately. John, I assume that he's going to go ahead and use his uh rioting to try and make people more pliable for Falcom. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I have how about, that affect crowd tree. Okay. So how about you give me give me the rioting roll first? Let's do it this way. And would what is that? That just lets you affect the whole crowd? Would that give you an extra die? So I can affect 20, 20 times my rating, so 100 people at once, as long as they're within range. Um, okay. But I sacrifice two dice. Um, I mean, there's not going to be that many people in the bar, necessarily. I'm not sure okay. that you'd need the effect crowd for that. Okay. Just give me a regular roll. All right. Ah, I got two fours and one nudge. All right, David, go ahead and add uh, three dice to your influence roll.
1: That will be supremely helpful since I don't have very much influence. Yeah, so I have six now with that. And so
0: I have a pair of ones and a nudge. All right, that's not going to do it. Um, You're actually going to face one complication. Uh, so there happened to be a Eric Heller house guard among the crowd there.
1: I think, uh, Lord Falcom would have been just saying various dastardly things about the mischievous Helena Eric that she's seen some things, she's heard some things, we don't know what, but she knows dark secrets, dark, dark secrets.
0: Okay, so, uh, this Eric Keller house guard's gonna stand up, and he's gonna be like, all right. Now you listen here, I think I recognize you. you're that falcomb and tropping around here. no money whatsoever to your name. I want you to get out of my bar right now before we have some problems.
1: So he like owns the establishment or is he like no he's more just territorial
0: He's just being territorial talking smack
1: Sir, I don't think you know who you're talking to if you would talk to me in such a tone. Now, you must leave this establishment for disrespecting me in such a way.
0: I think I'm talking to some up-jump nobleman who doesn't have anything to his name anymore. About halfway through that statement,
1: I would grab him by the scruff of the neck and throw him bodily from the establishment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Give me a physique roll.
1: Can I do my whole thing? I think my arrogance trait would play into this.
0: Sure, go ahead and add an extra.
1: Okay, so we will see what we can do here. Uh, that's a pair, three fives and a nudge. Okay.
0: <laughs> so you sent him sailing out of this bar and he lands like full back to the future style, like lands right behind the, where the horses get tied up. And, like, musses up his uniform. While you were able to succeed at that and stay in the bar, because of your complication from earlier, we're going to go ahead and say that House Eric Heller is now alerted to the fact that Lord Falcombe is talking smack about them.
1: I mean, I think this is the first that m- many people would have even heard of my name. Because I'm not from the area, technically, but.
0: I don't know. Uh, that's a that's a fair point, but like at but, the very least, they know that like this guy like is causing trouble and yeah. is, re- reacts violently when you're like, "Hey, don't talk smack about the house I'm from."
1: I think we would just continue to like sit there and drink and talk some more smack.
0: Okay, but let, we'll say that the next time that you try and do a uh, some sort of social attack against Eric Heller personally, you're going to lose a dice.
1: Okay. I gotcha. We'll just avoid that.
0: Meanwhile, true to his nature, um, Tony is going to turn to, like, the nearest woman and try to flirt, but you'll know, fail it, obviously. Like, man, that guy's my friend. Did you see how strong he is? Imagine getting pounded by a guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's my Back friend. Home, give me a charm roll. <laughs> okay. Jesus Murphy that was good. It's the- uh what's my charm again for? Oh no no not not Tony felt <laughs> home.
1: Wait what do I do?
0: <laughs> give me a charm roll. I'm not very <laughs> charming. Are you hitting you on her? You just talked me up. Charmy?
1: Does that give me an no, advantage? No actually
0: give give me a physique roll for this. Oh okay I
1: can do that. <laughs> I think my I think some of my traits like my noble standing, my noble bearing and uh my arrogance at this point would definitely play into this so i'm going to roll 9 that's okay with you yep oh my god that was too weird but funny at the same time <laughs> uh that would be a pair of fives and two nudges so i think falcom would at like the <laughs> same point he was saying this he would just randomly flex <laughs>
0: He just naturally steals the spotlight from Tony. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go back and redo my complication from earlier and say that you would have taken a reputation point of damage for that. But thanks to uh, Tony's talking you up and then you immediately, accidentally proving exactly what he said, you're going to heal that back right away. So we'll go ahead and solve all that stuff that just happened.
1: Well, I still think that like they should. Anytime I have to attack them personally, I should still face some slight complication because they know the guard is still going to report back. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I with the the way that you you tossed him into the horse manure and like just so easily threw him out. I think that we can role play this well enough that like you took a hit for like this peasant like talking down to you so much. That your reputation was hurt. But then immediately, all of the ladies are like, you know, like, Tony's got a point. This guy, like, knows how to move. And so, like, immediately your reputation's healed again. And okay. immediately, Tony's like, wait, where are you going? That makes me cool. I'm his friend. <laughs> they, they pat you on the arm and smile in the most condescending, gentle way they can as they walk away. <laughs> and i think that's where we're going to end for tonight. Kalaka. Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn adventure game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at LLOS Podcast or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.